Hey guys, I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. Welcome back to According To. In this week's episode, we are going to be doing something a little bit different because you guys love our Reddit episodes when we talk about unpopular opinions. And we also did one where we kind of went back. I feel like we just use Reddit a lot. We like to utilize it for our podcast episodes. <laughs> but um, instead of wanting to, do, wanting to do that again because we just did that like a month ago, um, we are going to be looking at a different subreddit, which is AITA or Am I the A-Hole? So, Sierra actually is the one that informed me of this thread because other than when we do the podcast, I don't really go on Reddit, but I think I should start exploring some more of the threads so that we can get more ideas and that we can have different categories that we go through. So if you guys end up liking this one, then it could also kind of be a recurrent thing that we go through every once mm-hmm. in a while. Or if you have favorite Reddit thread that you like to look at and you think would be good to go through for a podcast, let us know and maybe we'll check it out. If you guys don't know what the subreddit is, basically someone will post a story, like a scenario that happened in their life, and they ask the question, am I the a-hole in this scenario? So, like, did they do something wrong? And we're just going to go through, obviously, people that comment on their posts are doing the exact same thing, so we're just going to read the scenarios with all the information that they give and then talk about it, see what we think, see if there's potentially any leniency one way or the other, because, I mean, I feel like I kind of formed some of my, my opinions for the ones that I was reading, just because, you know, naturally mm-hmm. you do that. But Meg and I haven't shared what we've each gathered with each other, so... We each we'll see. picked seven out, so I hope that that is a good length. There's going to be 14 total, so I feel like that's a pretty good amount, you know? Um, but before we get started with that, we are going to go ahead and do our weekly spotlight. Um, how about you start, Sierra? All right, so my weekly spotlight is just this past weekend. We got to go home, and it was just a lot of fun. I feel like we got to see everyone that we wanted to see, so... We went back on Friday, stopped at our grandparents' house because our car was making a weird noise, and we just wanted to check with our grandpa, you know, the car king, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, to make sure it was totally fine. And it's an issue with the exhaust, which we're getting fixed sometime. Yeah. It's nothing major, but it doesn't sound great. So we did that, got to hang out with them for a little bit, and then went to our dad's house, hung out with him, helped him figure out his Spotify account, which was so funny because... I, I'm the one that set it up for him, and I didn't put the right email in for his account, and he got a new phone, so there was no proper email linked to his account, so he couldn't sign back in, and the funny thing is that this is not my first time doing that exact same mistake, because uh, when we went to the Outback Bowl really early at the beginning of 20, 2019, it was literally January 1st, 2019, um, I made the Ticketmaster account for him to get our tickets, and we couldn't actually get our tickets, and we were like, what's going on? At least we figured that out, like, a week before we still had to go, and yeah. not later. But it's because I didn't put the right email in. So, basically, I've learned that I should not make accounts for my dad. And also, we should be very grateful that different accounts make you verify an email address, because then you actually know that you typed it in right. Mm-hmm. Just kind of funny that you happened to do that twice for things that also didn't verify <laughs> email accounts. Um, and it was both with our dad. Also, just, like, going on, we went, uh, to an escape room with our mom, hung out with her, watched a movie. We watched Nerf, which we, uh, brought up, like, two weeks ago, so. It's a good movie. And then um, we recorded on Sunday, got to hang with Maggie. And, and it was a good recording session. Shelly and Ashton Sunday night, so I just feel like we got to see everyone this weekend. My weekly spotlight is, I don't know, kind of vague, because I don't really have, like, a super specific thing, but I've just been feeling, like good things have been coming my way, and I'm not a super, like, huge manifest everything, but, like, I feel like that's been, like, good, like, things keep happening, and then I'm, like, good vibes, and, like, other things kind of keep keep happening. I mean, I already worked with, like, Casey's in course here, which, like, is, like, that's already said and done, so it's, like, okay, just, like, 
an example of how companies have like been reaching out to me more often and it's been like companies actually care about and like that I would like to work with and then I'm like oh cool like that's awesome and then like just a few more additional things like have popped up and I'm kind of just trying to keep being like let's keep doing this like send out the good energy bring it back to me and I just feel like I don't know if it's like this time of year companies reach out to you know people right away it just seems like I've been getting more business emails that I'm interested in than normal so that's my weekly spotlight all right who wants to go first um I guess I can go first we kind of double checked to make sure that they weren't the same but some or maybe not all of these we didn't double check all of them that's what I was trying to say okay am I the a-hole for wanting my ex's dad to walk me down the aisle at my wedding what are your initial thoughts Mm, originally I would say probably don't do that but, you know, I'll give the story a chance. Okay. So, this says, My ex and I were together from ages 15 to 21. I had a really rough home life and no one growing up, and when I started dating him, his parents took me under their wing. They were the first people in my life, in addition to my ex, that I felt truly loved by. They came to school events I was involved in. I spent every holiday with them, including my birthdays. Before them, no one even celebrated my birthday as a kid. I even lived with them full-time the last two years of high school due to dangerous stuff happening at home. They helped me get my first car. They helped me apply to colleges, slash traveled with my traveled with me and helped me move in among many many other countless things they're truly the only parents i've ever had and i'm still really close to them i'm still semi friends with my ex who lives across the country so i don't see him that often my fiance knows all of this and he likes both my ex and his parents and has no problem with them coming to the wedding a wedding by the way that i don't really want to have if i had it my way we would get married at the court just the two of us and go on an incredible honeymoon i don't like weddings never have but my fiance wants a wedding so i so i compromised i'm doing all this for him and his family because I'll have maybe six to seven people there out of 100 and something. The attention, all of it makes me uncomfortable, but I do anything for him. So I brought up the fact that I want my ex's dad to be the one to walk me down the aisle, and he got pretty upset by it. He thinks it's weird and inappropriate. He wants his dad to walk me down the aisle, but I told him I'd just walk by myself if it's really going to be that big of a deal. He got even more upset by that. It's not that I don't like his dad. I do. I like his parents. It's just that we're not as close as the people who literally had a role in raising me. I just feel like I'm doing this entire event for him, and he won't allow this one thing that I want. Um, Disclaimer, I'm not saying I don't want to marry my fiancé. I do. I'm just saying I don't want to do the wedding part of it. Hmm, that's definitely interesting. It's not quite as black and white. It's not conventional, that's for sure. I was originally picturing. I mean, my gut is telling me, like, if your fiancé is uncomfortable by that (laughs) scenario, like, you probably shouldn't do that. I know, I'm kind of like... I feel for her because I know that it's, like, just the one thing that she's, like, even expecting out of the wedding or, like, the one thing that would make her feel comfortable, I guess. But it's also, like, if you were to go to a wedding, it just wouldn't look good to have your ex's dad be the one walking you down the aisle. And if she did that, I don't know. I'm just, like, I feel like it would make her fiancé uncomfortable. Like, as they're literally about to get married and, like, she's being walked down the aisle by... It's like, like he doesn't really you know, know they ask it's like who's giving this bride away and it's like uh her ex's dad I guess. Mhm. Um and like the fiance said that he'd be fine with them coming, right, to the yes. wedding. Like I, I think like just that's... letting them come to the wedding and you know, she said like I think it's nice that he offered up like hey, walk with my dad down the aisle cuz I didn't even like think of that. But I just think it would be a little too weird to have your ex's dad walk you down the aisle. And I totally get, like, where she's coming from with being close to them and then, like, helping her through all these big milestones. Um, But, again, like, it's just not a good look. 
And then also, I feel like if he is not wanting her to have her ex's dad walk her down the aisle, then when she's also saying that he got even more upset about her saying that no one should walk her down the aisle, I think that's where he needs to be like, okay, then that's going to be our compromise rather than getting more upset about it. Like, I don't think he should be the one saying, no, how about, like, do my dad instead? Like, that'll be fine. Because you can't impose who you think would be appropriate to walk there, like, walk her down the aisle if she doesn't feel comfortable once again with that. Because, like, it means a lot to, like, whoever is walking you down the aisle, and she's the one that's the bride that's getting walked down the aisle, even though I know she is, like, saying that she doesn't really care to have a wedding, I feel like she needs to be comfortable, whether that be with her ex's dad, which I would say maybe shouldn't happen, Therefore, that really only leaves, like, if she wants to walk by herself over anyone else walking her down the aisle, that might be the best compromise that they have. I also do want to say, if her ex was comfortable with it, then I would say go for it. The only thing that's holding me back, really, is the fact that, or if her fiancé was comfortable, that's yeah. what I meant. I was kind of like, I thought that's not what you're talking no. about. Um, like, if her fiancé was fine with it, then I'd say go for it. But just, you know, since he's not quite comfortable with it, I feel like you'd be kind of like... A weird way to start off, you know, your married life. Yeah. All right. So we're saying that she's not the a-hole, but also more compromises need to be made. Like, she wasn't an a-hole for bringing it up, but I think that... Well, I think technically, since we disagree with her, we're supposed to say she is the a-hole, but we don't really think that. Yeah. Okay. All right. This next one I haven't fully read, so hopefully I don't stutter too much over it. Um, it starts off with, am I the a-hole for not allowing my husband into the delivery room? We've been married couple for, or we've been married for a couple of years and just bought a house. The baby was a surprise, but a welcome one nonetheless. I just finished grad school and decided that with a baby on the way, there wasn't much point finding a job if I'd have to take maternity leave. My husband wasn't happy with this, but I put my foot down and said I wasn't working or discussing it until the baby was born. It was a difficult pregnancy and the warnings, my mom, she said mom, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> My mom, mom gave me weren't really enough. Uh, nearer to my due date, I was constantly sore and had difficulty sleeping. My husband was never there for me and was always at work, so I relied on my sister and mom to help me out. He'd get home late from work each day and would spend all t- I, oh my god and would spend all his time on the sofa or at the gym. My tossing and turning in bed and trying to find a comfortable position annoyed him to the point that he started sleeping in the second bedroom. I just want to intervene right now and say that what she's describing so far does not seem like the ideal relationship. Is that where this is going? Like do they end up? Do expand. they end up breaking up before she has the baby, and then I haven't fully read it. So. Okay, well that's my prediction. And then she's like, to cut a long story short, I feel like I've gone through this pregnancy alone, and he hasn't helped me at all or been there for me. Even when I went into labor, he has work and said he'd meet me at the hospital. I had to get my sister to drive me to the hospital. I was so annoyed and angry at him that I just didn't want him there stressing me out. I asked the hospital staff to not let him in, and I only wanted my mom there with me. She supported me throughout, and I had a beautiful baby girl, and I let, and I let him in as soon as I'd been cleared, cleaned up. It'd been, or it's been over a week now, and I'm back home with my baby, but he's not speaking to me at all apart from asking if there's anything I need or asking about the baby. He's spending more and more time at the gym or work, and I don't know if, and I don't know if I've done anything wrong. Hmm. This is I think the foundation of this is topic. your marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think leading up to this, I think the thing that's making the husband, they're not, are they, are they married? Yes. I think that's what, what's making him most upset is kind of like the rash decision of, you know, leading up to it. Sure. She like might've felt like she was in it like on her own, like he wasn't helping out, but I'm sure he always maybe had the impression of like, I'm going to be in the room. And then 
Like, she made the decision as soon as she got to the hospital, like, no, just don't let him in. At least that's what, which, that's what she made it sound like, in my opinion. And so I think that was probably, like, he was shocked by that. He was like, I can't do anything about it. And, you know, the doctors probably, like, only listen to the person who's having the baby. So I'm sure that they're just like, okay, don't let him in. You know, she's the one mm-hmm. in charge. And I get that, and I respect that. And I'm not saying that she had to feel obligated to let him in, but I also feel like I can see where he's coming from and why he's upset, and I think that it's a shame that they couldn't have talked about that stuff sooner rather than later and, like, try to say, like, try to, I guess, bring up that she felt so alone in the pregnancy and that he wasn't helping out. But then it's also, like, if she's not working, then he's has to put a lot of time in at work, maybe theoretically, to, like, have the money they need to get ready to raise a baby. So it's, like, it's kind of double-sided in that he can't just be the bad guy because he's not always there. You know what I mean? These are my, like, initial thoughts. Um, I think that she is the a-hole for not letting her husband into the birth of their child because it's, like, that's such a, like, I don't know what to say for, like, in the moment she's, like, mad she's not letting him in. But that's something he can never get back. He can never say, like, oh, I watched the birth of my first child. I feel like that is, like, a very, very important thing to be there. Especially since, like, yeah, he was late, whatever. You know, he sucks for that. But, like, he was there in time to see the birth, you know, according to her story and how everything's written. And, like, just being like, nope, you can't come in. Like, you have to miss the birth of your child. You can see them when they're 10 minutes old or something. And I think, again, the whole foundation of this issue and, like, the issues that they were having are probably more stuff that they need to dig a little deeper in. Because they said it's, like, a week after the birth and they're still barely talking. And I think you have a new baby. Like, I know. That you, need to be like, you need to be worried about showering with love and, like, you know, being a happy family for the baby. So it's a tough one because I think that she's kind of asking a more superficial question. Did you happen to look into a deeper comments on this? Because for some Most of them. Most of them said you're the a-hole. Because some of them, I screenshotted at least some of the comments to, like, read if I get through them. Because I, I think I only looked at the comments for that one because I was like, there has, like, everyone has to agree with me, right? Like, I don't think. You can, like, just say, sorry, you can't see the birth of your child. Even if it is, like, your body, I'm just, like, I don't think you can do that. (laughs) All right, I don't have the title to this one screenshotted because I cut it out. But um, essentially what it is is, am I the a-hole for refusing to pay my neighbor's vet bills? So um, I live with my mom who's in her mid-60s. We previously had a cordial, if not exactly friendly, relationship with our next-door neighbor. This has usually meant friendly hellos and small talk that we happened to run into each other when we were throwing out the trash or picking up the mail. My neighbor lives with his wife and kids and keeps dogs as pets. He's the type of pet owner that basically leaves his dogs outside for most, if not all, of the day. We know this because the dogs basically bark up a storm nonstop whenever we make any sort of movement in the backyard or walk by the side door, and I have never known the dogs not to be there. We're mostly okay with this as we don't spend a ton of time in the backyard and we don't hear the dogs from inside our house. To the issue at hand. My mom is a registered nurse who works relatively early in the morning. She gets picked up at around 5.45 to 6 a.m. every morning via carpool to go to work. A few weeks ago, while on her way out to the carpool, she noticed my neighbor's side gate was open, but it was in a hurry but was in a hurry to get out and didn't think much of it. Unfortunately, while the carpool van was backing out of the driveway, it ran over one of my neighbor's dogs. The dog was quickly rushed to the vet, but ultimately didn't make it, which Aww. I know is sad. Um, unfortunately, or I read that. The dog was quickly rushed. I read that too. Our neighbor was understandably devastated, and we totally empathize with him as we have cats, and we keep them mostly indoors for the fear of the same thing happening. After his dog's death, our neighbor approached us and asked either of us 
or someone associated with the carpool to pay for the vet bills. He clearly blamed the dog's death, at least partially, on us and thought that someone should take the responsibility. We told him we are sorry about the, what happened to his dog and we didn't feel as though it was our responsibility since A, it was on him to make sure his dog was secure and B, my mom wasn't the one driving the carpool. The carpool driver also said that my neighbor was at fault for not keeping track of his dogs, so he didn't want to help pay either. It's clear at this point that our neighbor basically hates us for what happened to his dog and that probably won't change. But I think us saying no to helping pay his vet bills made things much worse. Now he doesn't even make eye contact with us when we see him and has started erecting a large fence between our property and his. So that is the story. All right. I think that the person driving the carpool should be responsible for paying the vet bills because like it's you can't just say like your gate was open. So like I I don't have to look at my surroundings like you should be looking like when you're backing up, you have to look to see if you're going to hit something. You know what I mean? If someone, like, if you hit a person, that would be a totally different story. You would be like, well, like, if, like, a parent was, like, walking with their kid, like, and their kid was, like, running ahead, and then, like, a kid got hit, you wouldn't be like, well, the parent shouldn't have let, like, the kid run ahead. Like, you as a driver are responsible for not hitting things. That's my two cents. I was a little, like, before you started talking, I was definitely a little bit more, like, it's their responsibility to make sure their dog's in the way. And that was kind of just like a tragic accident that I think maybe the owner, or not the owner, but like the driver of the car should have been inclined to help in some way, shape, or form because I do think that they're kind of at fault. And then when you started like talking about the like human application of like the same thing happening, where sure, like the dog isn't smart enough to like think about where it should or shouldn't be going, but, like, neither is a child. And, yeah. So, I definitely am, like, more switching to what you're saying. Swaying you a little bit. Um, what's interesting is... I just think it's such a cop-out to be, like, well... Would it legally... If it was in someone's driveway and not, like, the sidewalk, per se, because I know, like, the sidewalk part of your driveway is, like, technically public property, I'm pretty sure. Is it, like, if someone was, like in their driveway, in the middle of backing out and, like, still not by the sidewalk, and they, like, accidentally had a, like, hit a child because, like, there's probably no repercussions for it being a pet, would they be legally responsible? Yes. I, I mean, I don't know the exact law, but I'm pretty sure, like, they would be. Like, you, as a driver, like, remember driver's ed, and they're like, before you leave, you have to look under your car and, yeah. like, all around the perimeter, which no one actually does, but, like, you are responsible for not hitting someone. Like, that's it. <laughs> so, hey. that's where I stand. Like, when I back out of my driveway, I'd be like, are there kids coming on the sidewalk? Because, like, that's what happens when you, like, are backing out. There's a sidewalk for a reason. People could be walking and not paying attention. Or there could be, like, a little kid riding a bike. You can just say, like, oh, it, like, it never happens. There's never anyone, like, walking by. And, like, that's justification. So, for, like, is it not, not, like, this being a dog... They can't, like, force them to pay vet bills? I mean, it doesn't sound like it if they haven't already, so... <laughs> I feel like if it was what you said, then, like, they should be mm, Maybe they to. should take them to court. I just don't know if they, like, want to. Like <laughs> be like, okay, I'm not going to take them to court for it. All right. Okay. Am I the a-hole for not wanting to pay rent to live in my boyfriend's mom's house? Title sounds bad, but hear me out. I moved into my boyfriend's mother's rental property with my boyfriend a year and a half ago. He told me that his mother was charging us $800 a month for rent and utilities, so $400 for each of us, which is well below market rate. 
I was very happy about that, and every month I sent my boyfriend $400 to give to his mom for my half of the rent. Imagine my surprise when his mother mentioned to me that she was only charging us the cost of monthly utilities and upkeep, which is $200 a month. I confirmed with her that she only intended for us to be paying $200 a month, and she said that's what my boyfriend has been paying her all along. Turns out that my boyfriend was using my money to pay his mother and then pocketing half of it while contributing nothing himself. I confronted my boyfriend about it, and he didn't deny it, but said since it was his others or since it was his mother's house, he could charge me whatever <laughs> rent he wanted. And this was essentially a finder's fee, since it's only because what? of him that I'm paying. Okay, Wait, hold she on. needs to break up with I him know. now. <laughs> I know. Hold on. Um, we never discussed this arrangement before, and I'm livid. I told him that he needs to pay me back every cent of the extra $300 I was paying for the last year and a half. He said I'm being selfish and ungrateful because $400 a month is much lower than what I would be paying if I lived alone, and he could charge me, or he could charge what he wants because it's his mother's house. So... I read that, and I was like, because um, you read the title, and you're like, well, yeah, if you don't pay rent, like, yeah. that's, you know, you're a bad person. He, if your boyfriend feels that entitled to be so sleazy with what he's doing and saying, like, it's my mom's house. I can do whatever I well, want. Well, he straight up not, lied. Exactly. That is, I can't even believe she's not even saying, like, my ex-boyfriend I know. did this. Are you or kidding she's like, me? am I in the wrong? Like, No. He literally gave the impression that they were splitting $800 a month. That is a lie. Like, if he wanted to, like, work this whole thing out with her before being like, oh, like, I'm, like, if he was, like, saying he's charging more, I don't know what that even means. But, like, like, if he, I mean, I wouldn't agree with going around paying it this way either, but if they were to have a mutual agreement beforehand of him being like, I'm technically living at home, but you have to pay rent, and they talk about a price that they both agree on, clearly she was okay with paying $400 a month, but the fact that she was under the impression that he was doing the exact same thing and he wasn't, and he was pocketing the other half, like, like you know, th- he's probably like goes and pays for their meals, but little does she know that she's like, like paying her money. everything herself. Like that's I know, a I lot read of that, that and I was like, "Girl, you're still with him." I hope that like, I didn't look at the comments on that one, but God, I was like, "Honey, you need to break up with him." So I'll be shocked if anyone disagrees with this, but if you guys do, okay, this one that I have is one that, like, if I was in this situation, I would be so uncomfortable. But in a way, I will have, like, something kind of, like, somewhat personal experience to, like, bring up after the fact just to, like, help prove the guy's point. But it's very much, like, he probably shouldn't have, like, done what he did, but it's one of those situations where you're kind of, like, don't have that many other options. I'll just read it. I'll start with the the title. So am I the a-hole for telling my girlfriend's friend she needed to sit in the middle of the back seat of my car to evenly distribute the weight load on my suspension? So that's, you can have your initial thoughts. So yesterday we were going out for drinks and my girlfriend invited her friend to come along with us. I hadn't met this friend before, but I'd heard tons of stories about her when they worked together a year ago. We hop in the car and swing by her place to pick her up. Going out to let folks know I have a car that's lowered and I have to be very careful around bumps if if I have too much weight or if I have too much stuff in the car. One time I had bought some weights off Craigslist and dumb me put it all in driver's side passenger driver's side passenger of my car and it was I don't think they worded that right. And I was scraped the ground a few times while I was driving. You guys understand what he was saying. I had to get out and distribute the weights evenly across the car. Then things were good enough to get home. I brought this up I brought it into the shop the next day, and my alignment was seriously jacked up after those hits. Also, he edits it later because people were saying that he made it sound like he only got a couple dumbbells. Therefore, that is not the same thing as a person being in the car, or like there's no way it would do it. But he said he like 
bought like roughly 500 pounds of weights because someone was like selling like home gym stuff. Okay. So, and he's like, I also understand it's not equivalent to her weight either, but I'm going to keep reading now. Okay. So boom, back to picking up my girlfriend's friend. She was a very plus size girl and she came out making me have flashbacks to the weights and I got worried. (laughs) I didn't want to make it a big deal or bring it up at all, but when she sat down, the car bounced a bit and I heard the clink of the bottom of my car hit the road. She started to buckle up behind me and I guess my girlfriend kind of saw me frozen up in thought. She asked me what was wrong and I said, oh, it's nothing. I was just wondering, could Sarah, fake name, move over to the middle? Then they both were confused and asked why. I really tried to think of anything besides the real reason (laughs) to say why, but I legitimately had nothing to do and told them about the weight thing. Sarah kind of got red in the face and started to move over and my girlfriend said she didn't have to move and I was being rude. I shouldn't have brought that up and it caused a fight in the driveway. Sarah gets out in the middle of out in the car, gets out of the car in the middle of the fight, and my girlfriend gets out calling me an a-hole for basically calling Sarah fat. So, am I the a-hole for asking her to move over? This is a tough one. And then, because I saw, I even think I, did I screenshot any comments? <laughs> I didn't, but, like, my thought is, some of the comments, even though I didn't screenshot, brought up, like, no, you're not, planes, and like, planes do this all the time. And then it made me think of, like, when we were going to... Chicago from Cedar Rapids, they made Maggie move over because it was like this tiny, tiny plane and it's two people on one side and one person on another side. Like they were telling Maggie to move over for like weight distribution. Like cars need to, like things need to be distributed. But like that doesn't mean that this isn't like a super uncomfortable, you made her feel bad situation. But he said that she got in and like it wasn't just like, oh, nothing happened. I just like made my own assumption about my car would maybe be in trouble. So it's, I don't know, I'm torn. But I feel for Sarah because that would be a very embarrassing thing to experience mm-hmm. because, like, you can't interpret that any way else except for being, like, they think I'm fat and I guess I'm, like, sitting on the I have an opinion. Okay. So I think I would have to say he's being the a-hole. The reason is if he thought that weight, like, that a weight, what am I saying? If he would, was thinking about his car and they're going to pick up someone that he doesn't know what she looks like or like, how big she is, if he was that concerned about that being an issue, then he should have asked his girlfriend beforehand, like, if she was heavier, like, in private, and... But I feel like that's not something you think about. I know. I don't know, it sounds bad, but you kind of just, like, assume everyone's, like, a normal weight. I know. Like, is that your first thought? No, but when you go to the fact, you should really consider doing that. Or he needs to come up with literally any other reason to force someone to sit in the middle. (laughs) Well, now he could, but he couldn't then. So what's your opinion? I am torn because I really wish that he would have come up with something, like anything other than just like the weight distribution Then we can thing. chat easier. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, like I just want like to be able to do something like, I don't know, <laughs> be able to, you know, we can all well, hear each other. Don't be squished behind the driver's seat. Oh my God, move over, girl. <laughs> I want to be able to talk to you too. Yeah, I don't know. I think that this was probably the one that I read where I was most iffy about because he doesn't sound like a bad guy yeah he doesn't i don't think his head's in the wrong place i don't even think he's totally out of line for asking her to move i just think he said the last time that he did it he had to go take his car in to get fixed which costs money you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's unfortunate huh do you have like an official like you're just saying he's not the (sighs) a-hole like it sucks that he had to say that though I so wish he wouldn't have. Cause, like, I to Sarah, think that I have to say that he is because I again I'm not trying to say like I you know I'm disagreeing with him that he shouldn't have said anything but just like God like I feel like you just can't say that yeah. to people 
Like, that would be mortifying. And and then, like, she gets out of the car. Like, she's probably so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. There's probably people being like, well, then she should lose weight or whatever. But it's like, okay. Well, she didn't. So. <laughs> well, she didn't. She can't lose weight in, like, two seconds. All right. So, we're both going to say he is the a-hole, but I have faith With an that asterisk. He's, yeah. A good person, and that he now knows that if that's ever a concern of his again, that he needs to prepare beforehand. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he should just not have his car lowered. Yeah. That's... Kind of unnecessary, but whatever. You can do what you want. It's your car. So this next one says, Am I the a-hole for getting my girlfriend's friend a Nintendo Switch for her birthday? Just as the description says, but some context is needed, my girlfriend of about 11 months has been talking about Animal Crossing as it was her favorite game growing up. She thinks the game is super cute. However, whenever we watch an Animal Crossing video, uh, she always mentions how she wants to play but can never buy a Switch because she still wants to focus hard on school. She stated many times that if she ever gets Animal Crossing, that it is quote-unquote over for her GPA. Note, she's in her third year of undergrad and plans on going to grad school. Enter her best friend, let's call her Janet. She also likes Animal Crossing, although probably not as much as my girlfriend. I met her through my girlfriend, and she seems super nice, always purely platonic, and nothing awkward between us ever. I know Janet's birthday is coming up because she mentioned it, and this is where I F up. We all uh, hear Janet com- Janet's complaints about her long-distance boyfriend, who is not her favorite. I feel bad because I already know that her semi-flaky boyfriend never gets her presents because... He doesn't believe in giving presents. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, however, he is more than Our willing to receive presents from her for his birthday. Here's where I come up with a good idea that makes my girlfriend very angry. I know my girlfriend would like to play the new Animal Crossing, but not own it because she really wants to focus on her grades. I know that Janet would love any present for her birthday, so why not give her something that she that she would use and enjoy? I also know that my GF and Jan are good friends, are good enough friends that they would share. My GF would play it too, just not so frequently, so that she can still focus on her studies. So, Janet's birthday comes around, and I get her the Switch. She's really happy, probably because she didn't expect presents on her birthday, but my girlfriend is furious. She storms out of the room crying that I would give Janet such an expensive gift, but not her. I explained to her that it was not really for both of... Or, I explained to her that it was really for both of you, and she would play it too, but she's not having it. <laughs> I write this at 3 a.m. on the couch in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, How much are Nintendo Switches? Aren't they a couple hundred? I have no I'm idea, honestly. What's your initial thoughts? I'm kind of... I don't think it's that deep. Like, honestly, that's my first impression. And also, she's making it pretty obvious that she shouldn't get one. And also, she, usually, not to say you can't just, like, surprise your significant other with a gift. It doesn't seem like she had a birthday or a Christmas or anything where she missed out on him getting her gift. I'm sure he's still going to get her nice gifts when it's her birthday, when it's Christmas. And so I'm kind of like, why did she even say, why would you get her, like, such a nice gift, but, like, not me? Because I'm sure he would have gotten her a nice gift. It was her birthday or something. Um, And Nintendo Switch, let's see. These are all kind of different. I'm seeing one $300 at Best Buy. Okay, yeah, $300. So it's, like, a pretty expensive gift. Yeah. Especially because it's, like, more like his girlfriend's best friend and not his best friend per se but i also think that like i think his i think it was like guy logic i'm just like yeah oh, like perfect my girlfriend yeah, yeah exactly can. and he, that, that was all he was thinking guy logic isn't quite the same as girl logic but i don't know if it would be enough to like be that hurt over here's the thing is i can see why his girlfriend is upset because like if my boyfriend got like you a present i'd be like what or like just like something like that's an expensive present and like it's also probably something she's like I kind of want, like, a Nintendo Switch. Like, even though she's been saying yeah. over and over again, like, oh, I don't want it. I could never get it. You know, whatever. 
she's probably like, you got her a Nintendo Switch before you got me a Nintendo Switch. And I know, like, he's like, no, it's for both of you. But I don't know. I just, I don't know <laughs> what my official answer is. I don't think he's the a-hole. I guess I don't think so either. Hopefully his girlfriend I think she'll get over comes it. Around. I think that she'll even start to realize, like, oh, I'm at my friend's house. Like, I can play Nintendo Switch. And I think she'll easily get over it. And that there will be no long-lasting repercussions from Perhaps this decision. Perhaps in the future, you know, if something like that comes up again, he can talk to his girlfriend beforehand say, hey, what if <sighs> Communicate. We, what if, like, they both would have gone in and got the present for her together? Yeah. That would have been better. Mm-hmm. Can and be like, he can learn it next Switch, time. And then you can play it, too. But, like, I think that goes back to, like, the guy logic of, like, he was kind of like, this is a surprise for her, too. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. So I He's think like, no, that it's perfect. Yeah, I think he easily thought that she was going to be like, I can play that, too. And, like, that's not how her brain was obviously working. That's not how my brain would work, either. But he, that's what he was thinking. Guys and girls think differently. All right, so that's our official Consensus. answer for that. Okay, so my next one I think is pretty obvious, but I still wanted to bring it up. So... Am I the a-hole for complimenting a new girl's appearance at work? So this is a 24-year-old male. I feel like even just reading that, you'd be like, hmm. Anyways. Okay. Uh, I work at a small tech company that's mostly male. Last week, we had a new girl join. I try to be nice. I try to be as nice as possible and make people fit in. I gave her a tour of the office, told her about our roles and projects we are working on, introduced her to the other staff, etc. I casually told her that I liked her eyes. They were blue. Whose eyes are, like, there's many people that have <laughs> I, blue eyes. I didn't say that right. She said thanks, and that was mostly it. The real issue came later on. Our group was having a meeting around five people all together. The new girl was in on it, and she actually made an insightful comment about the project that impressed me. I looked at the other guy, other guys, and said, "That honestly also kind of bothers me." <laughs> oh, she made a good point, and she's a girl. That's crazy. I looked at the other guys and said, "Wow, she's smart and cute." The other oh. guys laughed, but I followed up with, "But that's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up to her." And we moved on. Um, later on, a higher. Later on, a higher-up told me she complained about me because of my comments and asked me to refrain from making those comments in the future. I was genuinely confused because I wasn't insulting her and thought she'd be a great addition to the team. That's why I made this post. I did it. I did tell the other guys at work that she complained about my comment, and they all sided with me that it was all lighthearted, and one of them even said that if she was going, it to be a buzzkill to not include her if we go after work for happy hours okay. or other events. You are the okay. a-hole. Exactly. Here's the thing. Comments, I did screenshot this. Someone said, this is HR 101. Like, don't do that. Don't make those kinds of comments. You don't know her. You're not, like, you don't, if you're close enough and, like, had that kind of relationship where you both know what the boundaries are, but she's brand new. Here is, let's break this down. mm -hmm. All right. Let's go into sexism 101. Um, His comment, if you break it down, he says, wow, she's smart and cute. A.K. he assumes because of how attractive she is that she's dumb. And even if it was a joke, if I were to put myself in that situation, like how belittled would you feel, regardless of if it's a joke or not? Or they're just like, you wow, just be like the little dummy over there made a good point. Like I would just feel so unwelcome, even if they were trying to joke around. Like that's not how it would be taken, especially if you're brand new to like this place of work. You don't know if they're like have if they've been like talking about you behind your back, and now they're kind of like that. Almost makes it seem like they've for. Like, not or impressed it's annoying with me, that they're like, like oh, if she's a buzzkill, like, don't invite her out. No, she's just kind of feel bothered. comfortable at work and, like, not have to worry about you guys being hooligans <laughs> or anything like that. Hooligans? Like, I feel like this is... But what's crazy is, like, I think that he, like, he genuinely doesn't know that what he's doing is wrong. I know, this is, is why this is a learning experience. Exactly. If we have any 
uh, young male listeners, I guess any age, works. Like, you might also think that's not a big deal, but like, Cause, I yeah, promise okay, you. Okay, from the outside, is it a compliment? Yes, he said she was attractive. He said that she was intelligent. Those are two good things. But by him bringing it up, you're kind of like flipping the narrative and saying, oh, I assumed that you were dumb. You know, it's a backhanded compliment. Mm-hmm. So I think that I just thought we had to like bring it up, talk about it, and say why that and shouldn't be. It's unfortunate be that his coworkers uh, like stuck to his side because they're losing out on a great learning experience. Mm-hmm. So like it doesn't surprise me that they all were not bothered by the comments and like aren't taking HR's um, what's the word instructions instructions directions to, I don't like know. seriously or like they don't think it was appropriate for her to go reach out to higher-ups, but I think that she probably contemplated it a lot herself and was like, is it a big deal? But at the end of the day, she has to work there and feel comfortable, and I think it's very easy to not comment on things like that. So should be a rather easy switch for them to not do that. All right, my next one I think is a pretty good one. Am I the a-hole for using the woman's bathroom to change my baby? As I was at lunch with my five-month-old son, and he, need, and he needed to be changed. I went to the bathroom but found out that the men's bathroom did not have a changing table, so I went to the women's. I walked in, and there were some hushed whispers from a couple of women. I wouldn't have guessed it was about me if if it weren't for what happened next, but everyone else just went about their business. I was sort of through the diaper, or I was sorting through the diaper. Hold on. He walked, he just walked into the women's bathroom. Yes. I understand his need, but I'm also kind of like, I don't know if you can do that, buddy, but okay, continue. Um, okay. So then someone comes up to him and says, oh, sorry, sir, the men's is actually at the other end. I explained there was no changing table there, and she said, Nevertheless, this is the woman's room, and your presence is making some of our patrons uncomfortable. I was kind of flummoxed, I haven't seen that word, and said, I'm fully clothed, I'm not peeking under stalls, I just want to change my son and finish my meal. The hostess began to get upset and said, I, I understand, but how about your wife comes in and changes him, and I told her we were there alone. We were starting to attract attention in the restroom at this point, and one of the women said, I've been there with four of my own, I can change him. The hostess seemed to think that was a suitable compromise, but I wasn't comfortable leaving my baby alone with a stranger to change him. Um, I said this to the other woman, or I said this, and another woman who I think is one of the ones who complained said, then go home and change him at home or lay your changing pad on a counter surface in the men's restroom. Um, a woman with her added, cisgender men are entitled to violate our space this way. You're making people uncomfortable. You need to respect that. Okay. The last comment is, cisgender men aren't, like, she said that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, this is why, first of all, we should have it. Um, changing stations in both men's and women's restrooms, first of all. I think that would have been the solution to all this. Um, I kind of feel like I have to side with he is the the a-hole because of, like, these standards and norms that we've already set in society. I know it's inconvenient that he can't go in and use the changing station in the woman's restroom but like we have society's standards and norms for a reason that like guys can't go into the girls restrooms like you just can't you're not allowed to and yeah I feel like that's where I stand but I'm not trying to minimize you know that he probably didn't come fully prepared I don't know I don't know what you have when you have a new baby like as far as like a changing pad or whatever I don't know but he could have arguably done that I don't know why he didn't I don't know what he had I don't know what he didn't have I think where I stand on this, again, like you said, I think, you know, just having a changing station in both men's and women's restrooms would be, like, the number one way to solve this. But I actually don't really think he's the a-hole. I think that if I were in the bathroom, I'd be kind of like, 
shocked at first, but if I were to see him go to the changing station to change his baby, and, like, he literally said, like, there's not a changing station in the men's restroom, like, I'd be like, okay, he's gonna change his baby and then leave. I understand that you don't have, like, to you and, like, other people, I'm sure, like, not a big deal, but there's many women in the women's restroom. You know what I mean? I guess, but... I don't know. I feel like we have to follow... The norms slash, like, restaurants, like, I've, but that's not what we're talking about. It's like, should they have a changing station in the men's restroom or not? Like, we're talking about his situation. And, and like, when I said, like, like that the other woman can change the baby, like, I don't think he no, should No, I have. don't think that was a, like, I wouldn't have done that either if I was a parent. Like, I'm not just going to leave my baby with a stranger so they can change them. Because also, that's not their responsibility. And also, that's my baby. And I don't want you with them. <laughs> um, I still think Looks I'm going like to stick with my answer. One. Not that I think he's a bad guy or anything, but... And, okay, I think what also pushes it over the edge for me for, like, why I don't think he's the a-hole is because, like, the fact that he is a guy and he's, like, gotta change his baby and he's, like, I'm changing my baby. So what do... I'm sure this has happened to many guys before. What do they do? They have to go into the men's restroom and change their baby's diaper, do they not? I've never changed a baby's diaper, so I don't freaking know what they need. I'm just saying that I know that guys don't normally go into a woman's restroom to change a baby's diaper... So, therefore, I'm sure there's another solution, whether or not it's convenient. Like, it's probably not. I'm just saying there's other options. Okay. Okay. We disagree on this one. I feel like maybe you guys are like, love that we're disagreeing for once because we never really do. And so, I know some people have, like, requested, like, do, like, a debate where you each have, like, a different stance on a topic and then debate it. But I'm like, there are very few things that me and Sierra disagree on. So, hopefully, you guys really enjoyed that. (laughs) All right. That civil discourse. Okay. Next one that I have. Am I the a-hole for not wanting my girlfriend to pay for dates? I, this is a short one. I know the title makes me sound controlling, but it's more nuanced. I absolutely hate it when people pay for me. Splitting the bill and going Dutch is absolutely fine, which if you don't know, I guess that's the same thing, right? Going yeah. Dutch. Okay. Uh, I was going to explain it, but then I was like, I just said it. Anyways. Uh, but when people pay for me, ugh. I would be more than happy to split the bill for dates or pay for the entire thing, but she wants to pay for dates once in a while. It somehow has caused a rift in our relationship. I would think a compromise is splitting the bill, but she doesn't even want to do that. So, am I the a-hole? Mm, I have some I'm going to say no, just because, like, I guess technically, like, if you don't want someone to pay for you, like, you don't need to let them pay for you. But I can also see, like, from her perspective, she's probably, like, you know, God, let me get the bill yeah, for once. I feel like if I was the girlfriend in this situation and I'd wanted to pay, like, it'd be frustrating to have them literally say, no, you can't when, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would say, like, as far as, like, splitting the bill, I guess it is a compromise, but it's also kind of, like, maybe she wants to just, like, Treat people you. have, like, different love languages. Maybe she wants to, like, you know, if her love language maybe is, like, she really appreciates appreciates it when you pay for the bill and maybe that's, like, something that she really appreciates, and it's her love language. What is that? Gift receiving or something? And so sometimes people like to reciprocate in the same way. So she probably thinks that doing that would be a nice gesture, and, like, she wants to do that. She's more than willing to pay for something. I think. And then it's almost like you're not receiving her gift. I maybe like what you should think of it, it as, as if this person's listening, uh, maybe what they should think of it as. We're an advice podcast now. Is, Think of it as, like, just her giving you a gift. You know, if she bought a gift for you, you know, she'd be spending money on you. If she's like, I'm going to take you out to dinner, like, to dinner, and, like, that is your present, so therefore I have to pay for the whole thing, like, I think just kind of try and reframe it and don't think of it as, like, 
I can't have anyone pay for me. Like, I ate the food. It's my food. Yeah. So I have some comments screenshotted that kind of make me, like, I feel like I agree with these people. So I'm going to read their comments. So one person said, but still you have a problem with your girlfriend returning the nice gesture. She's treating you as an equal here and you turn it into a weird power play. And they said, you're the a-hole. Um, someone else said, you're the a-hole, typical to want to pay for the whole thing and be upset when she wants to. Either you both split it 100% of the time or you don't get to be upset when she pays. I agree with those. Yeah. And then they also responded, like, the person that... The original poster, OP, that's yeah. what I'm saying, and read it. Okay, yeah. She said, or they said, splitting it from now on sounds fine. I've said that to her. But I still feel like, I don't know, like, it's not a bad thing to have, like, one person pay over the other. So, like, why is he getting worked up either way? Yeah. You know I what know. I mean? I feel like he is being the a-hole and that it's not that deep and, like, don't make it that deep. Mm-hmm. All right, next one I have is titled, Am I the a-hole for kicking out my 20-year-old daughter and not my 22-year-old son? So I was trying to finish some of my chores, and I heard these scre- some screaming in my son's room. I ran into the room, seeing my daughter trashing and breaking my son's room because she did not like how my son is not allowing her to use and break his things. I thought that was worded very weirdly. I'm just like, well, of course he's not allowing her to break his things. So I don't know. Um, I saw that, and... I saw that and was mad because this was not this was not the only time that my daughter did this, and it was like the sixth time. Okay, um, I was done with her behavior and I told her that I'm tired of her not respecting other people's property in the house, which is a rule set in kindergarten. I told her that I'm kicking her out and she's a month to pack her stuff and find a place. She asked why can't I kick out my older son and not her. I told her that my older son never broke or screamed like a five year old, and that he pays rent, helps with bills, and follows the rules we set for him. She threw a fit of rage and left and packed her things and went to a friend's house. Her friend's mom came in and asked me to reconsider my stance and allow her back in, and I refused. Okay. This one's very easy for me because I'm like, yeah, it's not an age thing. It's uh, you're not respecting my property or my rules. You're not paying rent. And regardless of if I'm your mom or not, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. I also think that Cause at first she's not being I read the title. I thought it was more just like an age thing. So I was like, well, if you're kicking out your 20-year-old daughter, you should also probably kick out your 22-year-old son. Mm-hmm. But it's not related to age, so... And, like, she's giving he or she, I don't know if it's the mom or the dad, they're giving her a month to figure things out. So I think it's fine. I do, too. I think that if you're 20 years old, you should be able to be responsible enough to know what is and is not appropriate. And as soon as you're past 18 and graduated college, your parents really don't owe you anything and so, at that point, it's up to their discretion, you know, what it is that they do want to help you out with and not help you out with. So, with their 22-year-old son, if they want to continue helping their son out and not, like, they decide they want to not do that with their daughter, then I think that's totally up to their discretion. And if she wants to gain that back, I guess they kind of, like, made their decision, like, she's out for the month, or, like, in a month. Maybe so. their 20-year-old daughter needs to learn how to act like an adult. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one is, am I the a-hole for telling my significant other to delay her university plans? So do you have any initial thoughts? Initially, yes, but I'm sure it'll become a little more gray. So my significant other and I have been together for about a year. I have known her since the end of school. For context, she is extremely motivated ever since finishing school. All she has wanted to do was finally enroll in university and doing so any time later than this year is not an option. I also think I should add that I really appreciate and envy her for her willpower. Recently, she has more or less settled on a subject to study, which 
also made me really happy because I am obviously aware that the question of what to do after school has been genuinely consuming and troubling her for a long time. Anyways, as it turns out, this specific subject, you first need to pass a French exam and certify that you speak the language at a B2 level. This is the sort of level that students here just about reach after taking French classes in school for eight years. Obviously attainable, but nothing to scoff at. It is a lot of work. My significant other has never had French classes in school, and it's obviously not her native language either, but to pass the test, she would have to learn it to a B2 level in five months while working two jobs. After finding out uh, after finding out about this, I advised her to not go ahead with this plan and consider waiting another year in which she could take the proper language term lang- take a proper longer term language course. I stated two reasons. One, I doubted that it is even possible to learn a foreign language from essentially nothing to a B2 level in a matter of months, especially while working two part-time jobs. Two, even if even if it were possible, I fear that learning the language in such a short time would require so many hours of cramming and a likely very stressful exam and resulting in her finding no pleasure in the language or the subject. I have a friend studying history and who's in the same situation except with Latin, and he is likely to, likely to switch to a different subject because it is just too overwhelming, even though history is his passion. After saying this, my significant other was quite offended since I had doubted her abilities, basically told her that she won't be able to do it. When she told me about the plans, she also mentioned that she didn't want to hear any criticism, which I concede I obviously and purposely ignored, thinking that my reasons needed to be said. I think, here's what I think. She has to pass, like, the exam before she can enroll, right? That's kind of what he makes it sound like. Like, if I was him, I'd kind of be like, okay, do it then. Like, spend five months doing it and see if you pass. Yeah. And I guarantee if he said it takes eight years to learn it, that she will not pass. And then it's kind of like... Okay. Yeah. I think that, especially given at the end he talks about her saying she doesn't want any criticism, then then he goes and, like, directly kind of does that. Like, not dr- I wouldn't say that he gave her criticism. I think he was trying to He's like, you say, can't here's the other side of the situation. Let's try to be realistic. And, like, I think he was only trying to have her look at a different option of maybe, like, don't do it this fast. Like, I think he was just trying to present the options she had and I think she didn't have to enroll this year she could do it next year but so I feel like I would say he's not being an a-hole that's what I'm saying because I think in a relationship like you have to sure she asked him not to like criticize her but I think they're in a relationship that like they're both like in college or like just getting ready to go to college or something where I feel like Hopefully they're communicating, which is what he seemed to be doing in this situation of saying, like, here's my concerns. Maybe think about this other thing, regardless of whether or not she said she did or did not want criticism. I feel like if you're in a relationship, you should at least be open to your significant other. It's not even criticizing. Like, I don't think he's criticizing her. I think he's just pointing out valid facts. So, yeah, I think that maybe she's not happy about it. Sure, maybe she, like, took it the wrong way because he... You know, and how he might have, like, he's telling us it all nicely typed out on Reddit. Yeah. If he went to her and was like, there's no way you're going to be able to do this, like, that's a different situation. All I have to go off of is his nicely typed out um, Reddit thing, which he lays out all his points very nicely. But if he was giving it in a not good tone, then clearly she's going to be upset about that. But based off what I have, I would say that he's not being an a-hole. All right, so this is the next one I have. We each have one more. Yeah. Am I the a-hole for canceling seeing my friend who just came back from the coronavirus hotspot? He's mad at me. (laughs) So said, a friend of mine spent over a week in the northern part of Italy, exactly where the corona hotspot is. He told me he didn't really care about it, thus he didn't wear protective gear. It's his first day back home, and we were supposed to meet each other 
since we're really close friends and we both miss each other, but I'm not willing to take the risk of getting the virus and further infecting my family slash girlfriend. He's mad at me for canceling on him. Am I the a-hole? I feel like his friend is definitely taking light of the situation and saying that, sure, he's most likely not been infected with the coronavirus, but I wouldn't want to mess around with something like that either. I know. I was like, when I read this, I was like, you may be the a-hole, but at least you're alive. <laughs> True. I Sometimes. think that... It's, it's not like the same scenario great. as like if you like cross the street when you see someone like coming your direction like is that potentially rude because like you're offending someone maybe maybe but at least alive. you're alive <laughs> yeah I think that sure his and friend like, can you'll be see them mad. in like two they weeks. can two weeks whatever <laughs> it is that you feel like you are safe from the virus um, especially if they like say like they weren't wearing protective gear I don't know I would not be particularly comfortable with that like it would definitely be on the back of my mind the whole time we'd be hanging out and then I just think at that point you're taking away from you actually having a good time hanging out so they could be mad but you'll see them eventually I'm sure and they'll get over it okay so this is the last one so this says am I the a-hole for telling people that my girlfriend and I have been together for one year if she thinks it's six years what it's he makes it sound more complicated than that okay actually the further I read into this when I was double-checking if I wanted to do this one, I feel like he just, like, keeps digging himself into a deeper and deeper hole. Anyways, for reference, my girlfriend and I technically dated our last year of high school and all four years of college. However, last year, when closing or when choosing grad school is the one that was the best for my research interests that was realistic for entry and I had already been accepted was three states away. My girlfriend and I had a big argument about, about it, and she was angry that I was choosing to move so far away, and we broke up, and she broke up with me during the argument. We ended up cooling down and agreeing to try long distance and got back together during the same argument. It ended up not mattering because I actually got accepted to a closer school that was much better, but I thought it was basically a lottery ticket for me. We Hold both up. They'd been broken up for, what, 10 minutes? He later says it was an hour and a half. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay. Um, we both thought that, we'd been, that we were together for six years until now, but I realized that's not actually true. I recently read a philosophy book about the vagueness. This is when I was also kind of like, you're like, okay, dude, uh, About the vagueness of language and how we mostly just use inexact descriptions of things and that any true clarity is impossible using human language, but that we should strive for precision whenever possible. I thought that was interesting, and now I realize it's not exactly it's not exactly true to say that my girlfriend and I have been together for six years. It is, though. If someone asked how long is your string, you wouldn't say that it was six inches if you had one piece or a one-inch piece of string and a five-inch piece of string. There's two different, there are two different things. If someone wanted to know the sum of the length of your string, they'd ask that. But the actual question, as well as someone asking for the length of your relationship, implies continuous measurement, not a discrete sum. My girlfriend... I think she should break up with him again. <laughs> my girlfriend vehemently disagrees with that. She says that it's pedantic, disrespectful to our relationship by minimizing it, and actually communicates less than I think it does since she feels the need to correct me every time I say it. I pointed out that she doesn't need to correct me and that I always tell people that we dated for a couple years before a break and then got back together if they ask. She says the that one and a half hours during an argument isn't a breakup and that it's stupid to frame it that way. I think that she's in the wrong as the way she frames it fails to communicate vital information and she's been framing it as if my side is silly. What do the comments say on that? I See, the, after I read this again, after I read the whole thing, I was hoping... Actually, I might still have it. I have it pulled up still on my safari. Okay. Let's see. Your girlfriend's right here. You're being a pedantic twit and diminishing <laughs> your relationship. Why do you feel the need to do this? 
I would agree with a girlfriend. Breaking up for an hour and a half, you're the a-hole for throwing this not a breakup. fake intellectual stuff at your six-year relationship actually makes you seem a little dumb. <sighs> wow. Like, I don't... Okay, one, asking how long you've oh, been someone with someone... was like... Someone commented being like, how long was the breakup? If it was super short-term, then it shouldn't matter, blah, blah, blah. And I have edit in completely all caps. They must have misread like, the hour and a half. And, half? and they're like, completely misread. You're the a-hole. <laughs> so then he added on and edit again. OP read one philosophy book and it's completely changed his concept of how time works. LOL. What? <laughs> so I think we're all in agreement that the OP. Why would you do that? Is like the just, a-hole? We, we have the hour and a half fight. That's not even like a legit breakup. Yeah. It was an hour and a half where you were arguing, and then maybe you were talking about, like, ending it, but that—and I think the big thing is that when you frame it as only having a one-year relationship, and it's causing issues by you saying that in your relationship— Well, because, like, when you say, kind oh, of like you just don't one care. year, everyone's like, oh, it's kind of like a baby relationship. Yeah. It's a very different thing than being together for six years, which you have been. You can't just say, like, not really, though. Like, you have been. You have been together for six years. And Plus— I understand what they're saying as far as, like, the string concept. Like, sure, that's accurate. But when people... People aren't going to ask, what's the sum of the length of time you've been in a relationship? Or no. I think the question itself literally still works with that answer. How long have you been with your significant other? Six years. Yeah. We have been together, dated, for six <laughs> they years. They have, like... It's our one-year anniversary, and she gets so mad every single time. Yeah, he posts, like, on, their, on Instagram, it's like, happy one year, babe. And she's like... We've been together for six years. <laughs> Anyways, had to end with that one. So what it day just, do they consider their uh, exactly. anniversary? Because <laughs> he would have to consider it when their they, like broke up and got together. And she's probably doesn't do that. I don't know. I'm just like, huh, you seem like a treat. That's why I was like, she should break with break up with him anyways. So that I liked this episode. I hope you guys did too. Um we can obviously explore other subreddits, so if you're a Reddit user or if you just go on, simply for the purposes of finding interesting ones for the podcast, even if you don't go on Reddit normally, then let us know, and we would love to discuss different things that we find. Mm-hmm. And we will see you, not see you guys, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.